So the news of all, and actually the wider stuff audio team, is made up of people from quite a few different walks of life and, and people at different stages of life. Would you, would you not agree, Imogen? I would agree. But the other day, a social media wizard, the lovely Liv, mentioned she wished that there was a handbook for surviving between the ages of 18 and 25. And we thought, hey, this is our time. We can call on our, our wisdom, our experience. We can repay the favour to Liv and we can help her out. And so you better believe it. This is what we're talking about today. So kia ora, this is Newsball. I'm Emil. And I'm Imogen. And this is what's worth talking about. Now, we thought we'd call in a little extra help for this How to Survive Between the Ages of 18 and 25 episode. But we didn't just call any old person, did we? No, we did not. We pulled we out the not. secret. We pulled out the secret context book here. We did. So, he won Celebrity Treasure Island. Therefore, if anyone knows how to survive anything, it would be him. It's funny, haha, extraordinaire man, Chris Parker. First off, uh, what's your top tip for surviving between the ages of 18 to 25? I think your 20s are overrated, to be honest. Like, I think there's a lot in, like, media around, like, the 20s being this, like, crazy, chaotic time of your life. But, like, I had barely come out of the closet when I was in my 20s. Like, I came out mid-20s. And then so I feel like things really kick off in your 30s. And I feel like your 30s is kind of your messy area because you've got a bit of money to play around with. You've got a bit of that, like, disposable income to blow out and make some real mistakes. So I feel like the 20s, my biggest, like, my number one tip for the 20s is um, just go easy on yourself and, and not feel like, I'm not living my 20s enough. It's not romantic enough. Well, everyone's like, I should be like, dating more yeah. or seeing the world more. But I'm like, you, you've got heaps of time to do that. So just, like... Take the pressure off. People move at very different speeds in their 20s, I think. Yes. And it can be easy to compare yourself unflatteringly with people who you perceive as moving faster than you. Yes, for sure. And it's hard, I guess, with social media or whatever. Mm. Or just, I don't know, crush your phone then. <laughs> just <laughs> get delete off, it. Get offline, you know, get off the internet. Uh, we got a few questions sent in. We asked for some questions. Bring it on. Okay, here's the first one. If you go round to someone's house and you take some drinks, some chippies maybe – but said item that you take doesn't get either opened or finished. Yeah, take it home. Take it home? Take Always. It home. <laughs> no take way. it home. No way. Just take it home. Take it home. Yeah. That's yours to enjoy. <laughs> we work hard for our money. We're living in a you know a cost of living crisis. Yeah, yeah. You buy a bag of, let's be honest, probably expensive overpriced chips because you're trying to impress. They're so expensive. Yeah, take them home. Take enjoy them. them. Eat them in the car on the way home like a king. <laughs> That's what I would do. I'm often bringing in a bottle of wine and then, like, no one drinks it. I'm like, oh, well, I'm taking that home. Take the Chardonnay. That's on you guys for not drinking that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's it. It's like, well, your party clearly wasn't fun enough to make me stick around long enough to finish this box of pals. What if it's open? If it's open, don't be a rat. You've got to leave it there. <laughs> if it's open, don't be a rat. Like, what do you want? Like, anyone's put their disgusting hands in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah once yeah. it's open, it's, it's, it's free game. Yeah. It belongs to the house. Yeah, okay. but that's why I think, you know what? If you want it to be eaten, you have to ask yourself the question, am I bringing this to, to be home. eaten or do I want to take this home? <laughs> and if you want it to be eaten, then open the chips and put them in a bowl. Because when the chips are in a bowl, oh, we react differently. Different, you know? different. If you want to make friends, I like to find a corner of a party, mm. often in the kitchen. I like to open a bag of chips, throw them in a bowl, and, just put, and you just watch them. They're like moths to they a come, flame. They oh, come. they come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just easy. You throw your hand. No one's even thinking. They're just their hands mid-bowl. So uh, spring, uh, springboarding off that then, if you're, we've got some questions about small talk when you like first hit a uni hall or maybe a flat and you oh, don't yeah, know anyone. Good. Is having a bowl of chips around you at all Great times. Great start. And I think chip chat can take you 
anywhere. Like, because I think there's a lot to say about someone by like what chip they like. Yeah, in fact, what's your favorite flavor of chip? A Mexicano corn chip tasty cheese. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm a jalapeno kind of guy, but oh. you know, I know. I know exactly what you are. Versatile. Yeah. yeah, it's a great chip and a great for nachos. You can load a lot. It's heavy yeah. bearing. Like it's got good support structure mm-hmm. in it. Because like, you can't do it on Doritos. Like it's just a nightmare. No, no, no. Those things are going to crack and it's no. it's, a, it's a headache. Yeah. Um, I'm, I love a big crunchy chip, you know, like a big thick chip, like, like a snack a, a, like a kind of like, you know, and <laughs> ah. salt and vinegar. I love to like burn my tongue off and like, a, I love the jaw tension and all that. You know, there's a lot to go off. But some, someone's like green onion, you know, probably not to talk to them anymore. Mm. Um, already salted, like, you know, I, just like, where's your fun? Yeah, no, don't, you don't come at me and say that. But ready salted, you could do a lot with. No. No, ready. You can put any dip in front of it. You're ready to go to the retirement home. Okay. Like yeah. if you if you if your sense of enjoyment is a salty, just like a plain salty chip, I can't. Agree. I'm sorry. Like we we just can't. Should I start saving for a house as soon as I leave high school? No, no. I mean, there's nothing that makes me more angry than like we were 22 and we worked hard and we bought our house overnight. I'm just like shut up. My big theory as well is like I feel like if people get the support of their parents, which is like no judgment. Like we all have to get in one way or another. Mm. But I do think you know on the for sale sign that you know it's always the couple posing outside with the sold house. Mm. I think there should be like you know sold sticker and then another sticker underneath with the help of mummy and daddy, <laughs> and that should be stuck there so that we can like so that when we're like oh my god these How? guys bought a house at 22 you're like ah. That's how it happened. That's fine. Okay, well, congratulations. Have a happy life. But I also know that mummy and daddy helped. And that, and that makes me feel better. So I do think we should start adding those stickers in. But I, no, you've got to spend your money. You've got to, you got to, you know, because once you buy the house, the hard bit actually starts, right, which is like the mortgage, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't own a house. So, you know, like, you've got, and then, then you're, all your money's going. So you've got to have a couple of years where you're buying the stupidest things you can imagine. And I think you've got to buy the thing that you wanted as a kid and you weren't allowed. You know the toy you got to buy because like, you stopped what buying toys. Thing? What was your thing? I wanted a Barbie so bad. Yeah. I got one for my thirtieth birthday. It made me so happy. Mm. And now I own it. It's a prized possession. I just like it's stuck on the wall. I just love it. Mm. Was it a specific Barbie? Yes, Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz. Right. <laughs> Limited edition <laughs> nice. in the box has not been opened. It's really? just sitting there, pride of place. I love it. We all had a toy we wanted. Be it like the sticker maker or the jail, the um, the nail gel kit mm, that you'd mm, buy or mm. Hot Wheels. Mm. Boys were into that. I don't know, but like like the big racetrack or whatever. Yeah. buy it for yourself. Nice. You're working hard. Buy the toy you always wanted as a kid. What did you want? A PlayStation. Yeah, I was going to say. And I, I got wanted, one yeah. this year. Yeah. Do you love it? Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I'm addicted to it. Yeah, well, you so so you should be. You've wanted it your whole life. What about you? It, well, mine was an Xbox. Oh, okay. I bought one a few years ago and it felt, it was such a great as a kid. adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as, as a, a teenager, because I wasn't allowed to play video games at home. Right. Oh. I was forbidden. Yeah. They well, were the forbidden or it fruit. was like your friend's older brother had one when yeah, you were growing yeah, up yeah. and Crash Bandicoot Racing or Spyro yeah. were like the coolest And now you can play whatever you like. Yeah. Yeah. You well, that was, that was it. I remember I, I was sitting at home one day and I was like, what should I do? And then I was like... Well, maybe I'll go and buy an Xbox. It's a silly idea. And then it was, well, there's nothing stopping me from doing it now. I think that's healthy. Because at least you're not on your phone. Yeah. You know, like. I was probably on my phone. While playing on the PlayStation. Oh, okay. No, no, no. You're right. You know, like to be gaming is better than to be on your phone, I think. Oh, I'm sick of my phone. Anything that distracts me from being on the phone, be it another screen, (laughs) I think is valid. You'll take it. I'll take it. Any other screen is Like when I'm at the movies, I'm like, oh, look at me. Not on my phone. (laughs) This feels great. Tucking your hair. (laughs) Yeah, I I feel good, yeah. (laughs) Even watching TV, I'm like, oh, old-fashioned media. Look at me watching the box. Eat, pray, love. I know. This is not in that old like phone ratio. This is is widescreen. 
Now, next question. What is the household item everyone between the ages of 18 to 25 should have and why is it a Pyrex jug? <laughs> I love a Pyrex. you got to have a Pyrex because you can make like an omelette in there. You can scrambled eggs. I mean, a lot of egg thing. dishes. Yeah, a yeah, quiche. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you could Measure. Make, uh, yeah, you know, a pancake. You know, but I think honestly the number one, my number one advice for somebody, what, what age again? 18? 18 to 25. I think blow a lot of money, well, more than you would, on an expensive clothes horse. Oh, you know, if you yeah. don't have a line, I'm still flat. Yeah. You know, but not one of those stupid. Wow, that is a niche recommendation. An expensive nah. clothes horse. No, because you know the ones you get from like you know the the Kmart ones, the, the white ones. They break and the paint starts. The chipping paint off. starts to chip. It drives me crazy, and it makes you so mad daily. You know, every day you just resent doing your washing. If you buy a clothes horse, that's like. Fifty dollars, you know, <laughs> which is, just seems totally ridiculous. But it's like it's got joints. It's made out of stainless steel. It can be like it could go ladder. upright. It, it could go. be whatever. It's just gonna take because none of us are looking forward to doing the washing. But you have to accept you will have to clothe, wash. You have to accept you have to wash your clothes until the day you die. And people might wash them for you eventually. But like, so you you got to get a clothes horse that makes it less painful. When did you discover this? Like, when did you get your first nice clothes? Honestly, like, realize... I would have been 28, and I thought, what have I been doing? Yeah, right. Because I was living in a flat, and I was just like, you know, every time I was doing my washing, I was just like, I was, ah! like, I hated them. I was screaming, yeah. throwing them around the house. It's horrible. Works. And they're breaking, they're falling apart. They were making me so mad, and I was like, I'm done. I'm going to Briscoe's. I'm dropping as much as I can on a clothes horse. I want, like, the Ferrari of clothes <laughs> horses. Like, I want this thing to have hydraulics. And it is so much better. It's so good. Mm. So, yeah, that's my number one piece of advice. I'm if a- anything, for anger management issues. <laughs> I'm going to do that after this. You know, you just, just these little bits in your house. You're just like, oh, that really annoys me. Oh. And you hit it daily. Like, yeah. like it could be like a... I don't know, like a, a wonky drawer yeah. or like a horrible, um, you know, cutlery drawer or Fix something. It. Just these horrible things that are like, you just like accept that these are always this way in your life. And you're like, I actually could just deal with this. Mm-hmm. And this is probably an under $30 problem and would take about 10 minutes to solve. But I just have accepted that it's always awful in my life. I, that, I mean, that alone is how you survive between 18 and 25. Just solve it this now. This is an under $30 problem and I should solve it. Right now. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot I need to do in my house now. Um, personal relationships. Oh, yeah. Let's get into the Woo-hoo. let's get into the weeds of this. How do you friend zone someone without ruining the friendship? How do you, yeah. You know, actually, my... One of my best friends, maybe my best friend, Brinley Stent, is a Billy T. Award winner com- comedian, did Celebrity Treasure Island with me. We lived together for many years. Our friendship catapulted because she actually had a crush on me back in the day. And um, she texts me, like, this is like, you know, on the Nokia, like, this is in the 40s, um, <laughs> and was just like, hey, I, you know, L Y K, you know, we were spelling things mm. crazy back then, like you. Um, and just gave me the option to be like, I like you back or whatever. Um, and I was like, you know, deeply in the closet, um, but was like, oh, um, I have my reasons as to why I don't like you back. And we were managed to sort of bounce back and become like lifelong friends. And I do think it's something about just saying the truth faster to someone, you know, mm-hmm. like as soon as you get, that's what the top twin said to me, actually, it's such a good bit of advice. And I apply it to all facets of my life. Just say the truth faster, because then if you hold on to it longer or if you have like hold back your feelings or whatever, then 
not only do you have the one problem, but you also have the fact that you've been holding this for a really long time mm. or you're feeling weird about it and all these other problems come out of something where you just haven't addressed it faster. So if you just deal with that head on immediately, then at least you're being honest and in the moment and up top. Like it's not your job to worry to protect someone else from their feelings or from the truth. You just got to do it faster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Gee, that's profound. I am profound. I am profound. I give a lot of advice. I have a lot of friends over in my house crying in my lounge and me just being like, listen to me. You are a goddess. You deserve only happiness. You know, this is me all the time. Me and my husband, Michael, we just like, it's often people just like, usually our single female friends will come over and we just gas them up for an hour and then we send them on their ways. I love it. Got to come over for a cup of tea sometimes. Oh, well, yeah, shit, or a glass of rouge. How do you tell your flatmate to clean their dishes? Yeah, tell, tell them, them the head truth. on. Tell if them you the, yeah. write a note and you stick it down, like you are, you are part of the problem. There's nothing worse than a passive aggressive flatmate, you know. Mm-mm. And also, you have to come to terms with who you are to live with as well, don't you? Because I've been flatting for a long time. So if you've, if you're a monster to live with, you if your expectations of the place are unrealistic, you need to accept that and live in your own place, or also live with people who are also high maintenance. Mm-hmm. Um, so often you've got to look at the um, the you know it could be a structural problem, which is that the makeup of the flat is wrong. Mm. In which case, get different flatmates. You know, live with people in their sixties who you know understand what a nice house is. There's nothing better than living with a mature flatmate. Salted chip? Exactly. You know, maybe that's maybe you're ready salt. Yeah, if you you could be the ready salted chip of flatmates. You know, and then you have to accept that. Mm. Um, but otherwise, head on. As soon as it happens. Mm. Don't be like, hey, I've noticed. Yeah. Over a couple of weeks. Friendly um, reminder. Dishes have been left in the sink. And yeah, I do it too. I'm guilty of it as well. <laughs> um, no, I think you go like, whose cup is this? <laughs> and then imme- then it's solved immediately in the moment. Right. It's much better. You've asserted dominance over the flat in that situation as well. Well, you're just saying it in the moment because you've been yeah. caught off guard right. versus yeah. ho- if you hold over it for a month, they're like, oh, not only have I been a grub, but also they resent me and they've been thinking about this for a month. Mm. I'm moving out and I'm not giving and I want twice my bond back (laughs) for the psychological damage of living with this person. Newsable takes time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz slash support. Personal hygiene is a must. Uh, (laughs) How often is it normal to change one's sheets? Oh, wow. I mean, that's such a great question. I think it should be weekly. Mm. I can't say I practice that, but I do think a weekly change of sheets, and it is a pain in the ass. I appreciate it. If you've got the money in these winter months, may I please recommend a laundromat? Wow. You know, like, because especially if, like, you've got the – because I think I pay – sometimes I do my bedding. I take it to the laundromat. I've got a, there's a nice lady there who does it. You do a wash, dry, fold, and I think just the sheets, $16. Oh, yeah. So that's – I mean, that is a lot. Like, you've got to be feeling comfy to space it out for washing. dropping them off and walking away. I think sometimes if you are in, like – and you're in emotional distress, like if work's been crazy or you're dealing with a horrible breakup or your workload is crazy, I think, you know, dropping under 20 bucks mm. on getting your washing done for you can fix your life. Makes I've your life never easier. thought about doing that. you got to do it. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's incredible. Dropping it off. Yeah, I mean, this is Auckland specific, but the Richmond Road, I mean, I hate to, I mean, I'm gay, I'm not 
I'm no longer gatekeeping here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they are amazing. She is amazing and it's pretty. It's so cheap. And when, I, when I'm on tour or whatever and I've got like a big load of washing in my machine and I'm just thinking, oh no, I don't want to spend my, you know, one day off washing all this washing. I'm going to drop it off at the laundromat and it'll cost me like $20, mm. but it's worth it. It's like, it's better, it's cheaper than therapy. Uh, yeah, the peace of mind. <laughs> You're not wrong there. But you miss out on using your fancy clothes horse. Yeah, true. Yeah, because I don't own a dryer. So I think that's part of I mean, this is all like non-dryer specific advice. Um, we don't have to live a lavish, lavish lifestyle. I mean, it's not all like dryers and tumble dryers in Hollywood. You know, some of us have clothes horses. Um, but, you know, especially in those winter months, it gets hard. But yeah, I take once a week. But it is hard, I think, because then it starts to interfere with your sex life, doesn't it? Because, mm. you know, you want to, especially in the throes of same-sex love, <laughs> You know, yeah, it can be it can be messy business. Stuff sometimes stuff happens, and so I do think, you know, sometimes you wash the sheets, and then you're like, well, we're holding off, aren't yeah. we, to the end of the week? Because so yeah. yeah. then we're going to do the washing after Not this. Not this again. There's nothing worse than having, you know, sex with your partner as soon as you've changed the sheets, because you're like, what have we done? Yeah, we've ruined. This is well, out of order. I mean, agony, ecstasy of it though, right? Because it's also a lovely environment to sort of you're like all these clean, crisp exactly. sheets. Exactly, yeah, smells the smell nice of and your surf. Mm. Yeah. I go straight to sleep in a fresh sheet, set of sheets. Do, yeah, it's like, Are you a top sheeter? I am a top sheeter. This is my next this, question. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. I think I was spreading a lot of um, no top sheet misinformation for a long time. Wow. It was it was fake news. You know, I was saying, you know, go out there, just throw the doona on. You don't need to do it. Yeah. And, um, but now I've, now I've gone back to the top sheet. The versatility that a top sheet gives you is brilliant. It means you don't have to change your duvet cover as often Exactly, as well, yeah. Right? I know. And I'm also down for the um, tearing down the reputation of linen. Oh. I think there was just linen propaganda for so long. We've got to have linen bed sheets, linen, linen, and I'm done with it. Have you gone back to the Egyptian, Egyptian cotton? cotton? You got cotton, yeah. yeah. Like, let's just not be silly about it. Don't you know, know the Egyptians that. had it for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> they were under the pyramids with their t- Egyptian cotton, you know, top sheets, and they were, and it was right because it moderates the temperature and it gets hot in Egypt. <laughs> uh, my sibling recently got a corduroy. Corduroy. Duvet. Really? A corduroy duvet? Yeah, duvet cover. That's insane. Wow. It looks so cool, though. Yeah, look, I'm sure it looks cool, but yeah. you feel like you're sleeping in a I, pair of pants. And you I might feel have like to brush when, it every yeah. so often, so it's all going the right Actually, way. Actually, my mum gave me a suede duvet once when I was um, had to share a room with my brother, weirdly, because he failed seventh form, and so he couldn't go into uni, so he stayed another year in the house, which means we had to share a room. It was, I mean, he was 18, I was 14. It was a disaster. Lads. The lads. Um, we, you know, very different interests. Uh, he had sort of like pictures of like FHM girls like stuck on the, and I had like, you know, nice family photos. <laughs> <laughs> but we both had, yes, suede duvet covers. It was odd. <gasps> sort of like sleeping in a couch. Yeah. 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 Surely the, the look of a duvet is secondary to the function of it. You would 100%. Think. 100%. Although I do Ooh, think. no. I what, think what, function no. first, but uh, aesthetic is a hot second. Yeah. Right. Okay. No, and a real off put, you know, like you can't be single with a sort of like Looney Tunes uh, duvet cover, no, can you? No, mm, It's a nightmare. There was another question. Uh, uh, do I need to get a bed base or can I just have my mattress bed on the base. floor? Yeah, no, come on, this isn't cracked in like you got to put you got to elevate the bed you have to elevate the bed literally i like a low bed i think that can be yeah. chic mm, but still a little hoop you yeah. need a little hoop a tiny little leg like you can't just have a mattress on the floor mm, um i don't be. i don't think it's right yeah you got to give somewhere that you got to give like a place for the rats to run yeah <laughs> otherwise they're running head onto your duvet are you a food person yeah 
I'm a real foodie. Are you? We're all, I mean, it's such a ridiculous question. We all well, need I, to eat, don't we? We are all food uh, But I guess some people don't care as much about what they put in, but I really, and that's not to say I'm healthy. I just like to eat like really good food mm-hmm. on all aspects of life. Yeah. What's your dish for this 18 to 25 period? The dish that you would tell someone to master for whatever reason, affordability? Cooking at home. Cooking at home, yeah. I think something can be said for a really oh actually uh, I, I was going to I was going to say like a hard, stew pivot. soup kind of chickpea vibe uh, but I've because the Alison Roman's got a great um, stew called The Stew and mm. it's very like it's good if you're friends and like a breakup or someone's hungover and you can, can be like come over I'll cook for you I'll like rescue you um, and then I was going to go like maybe a risotto because it feels fancy but really it's mm. just like rice and mm. everyone's like and you can make it for everyone mm. but I'm actually going to say there's this great dish um, Sam Mannering who's a, he's a chef in New Zealand he writes for stuff actually really? uh, so that's beautifully linked and um, he has a slow cooked beef cheek mm. beef cheek is a very cheap cut mm. of of meat um, yeah, is it? yeah 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 you sear it off and you put it in the slow cooker lug a bunch of wine in there look and it can be cast red wine you know and you throw a couple of veggies in there and then you put that slow cooker on and you just feel like you, I mean the hard thing is you're doing it in the morning um, and cooking meat in the morning just mm. feels totally deranged like you feel a little bit like what's going on like um, am I in some sort of like art green keto like hellscape but then um, it slowly cooks away. You go about your day. Oh, you're going to Kmart. Oh, you're going to work, whatever. And then you think, and every now and then you think, huh, I've got dinner in the slow cooker. You know, like, and it makes you feel better. And you can drop that off. You can just tell colleagues, oh, I've got, um, I've got dinner in the slow cooker. They immediately think that you're better than them. Because, like, only someone who's got their life together what? has dinner in the slow cooker. And then you get home, well, dinner's ready, isn't it? And it's slow cooked. Beef, it's unbelievable. It's an unbelievable dish. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be my recommendation. Get like a good, like slow cooked, like stewy dish under your under your belt. And you sort it. And you sorted. have it over mashed potato. Have it over um, polenta. Have it over pasta, pasta, pasta toast, whatever. It works. I think that's sage advice. I discovered the slow cooker quite late in life. I had an aversion to any slow-cooked meals growing up. Of course. And then you've come full circle, right? No, I, I, I know what you mean because we're just like used to like all your veggies in there and like it's all just like, you know, with yeah. time and age, like I can't have solids anymore food. <laughs> but it's good when, yeah, it is nice when um, now when you do it, you're like, oh, yeah, I've got my, I've got my act together. Yeah, I'm slow cooked. Slow and it feels, I mean, people go crazy for like slow-cooked, you know, beef that's been like 36 hours, like whatever, mm. at like restaurants. And this is the same thing. It's just in like a Briscoe's like $30 slow cooker. I'm done with the air fry. Get it out of here. Like I'm sick of it. One. Bring it. No, and it, we don't need to now. Mm. It's like I never had a poke bowl. It's fine. The phase <laughs> goes past and you think, oh, I'll never have that now. Goodbye. It's like I've never seen Amelie. It's like I'll never. I don't think I'll ever find an opportunity to watch that oh, film. Oh, that is a bloody good movie. It though. is, but like, what, if you don't see it, then it, it just never happens no. again. Because no one's ever like, should we watch Amelie? Moment like in time. your mid thirties now. Mm. Shall we watch? <laughs> Maybe we should watch Could Amelie. <laughs> now you've got like Succession to watch. You've got, you know, you've got all these either. shows to watch. Mm. No one's sitting down to watch Amelie. <laughs> Um, obviously, with the reason you we managed to get you on, is it New Zealand Comedy Festival? Yes, it is. You've got your show. I've got my show. Tell and, us about it. Well, I'm doing a. I'm part of the New Zealand Comedy Festival, but I'm also going on a uh, tour around the country as well. So I'm 
you know, New Plymouth, Hamilton, um, Christchurch, Wellington, the hotspots, Auckland, the, all, all, you know, all of it. Um, Palmy, wouldn't forget Palmy. Okay. And uh, my show's called Lots of Love. And basically, I think it's relatable, actually, for the, even this age demographic. It's about being sort of stuck in what feels like a bit of a capitalist nightmare of just kind of work, 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 saving, saving, saving. And I don't know about you guys, I just feel like you were kind of we don't really know what we're doing, Mm-mm. so we just work and then we save. And if we're not putting that money on a house, then we're saving it for a future that I, I think in recent you know, years feels a little, little less optimistic, doesn't it? Uncertain. Uncertain. And so it's about finding the joy in kind of now a bit more. Honestly, you come to my show, yeah. like someone actually described my show as being like anti-capitalist. And I was like, honestly, it's not that deep. But um, it's mainly gay jokes. But honestly, <laughs> maybe you will walk away with it and you spring in your step. Oh, my gosh. Chris Parker, thank you so much for this wonderful, sometimes questionable yeah. advice. And thanks for having me on Usable. <laughs> and I hope whoever's listening out there, you know, I hope you quit your job, as Beyonce said. And, um, you know, you don't break my soul. Now, if you didn't manage to find any tips in that, um, good luck to you. Mm-hmm. That was that was the best how-to guide I think I've ever come across. Yeah, I I, I would agree with that. I I took some. I kind of wish I was between the ages of eighteen and twenty-five again, so that I could take some of that advice. All of it. Imagine the life we could be living if we had done what he has told us. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Imagine where we'd be now. Oh, it doesn't be thinking about. It's not worth your time. <laughs> anyway, that's news of all for today. I'm Imogen Wells. And I'm Emil Donovan. Remember, if you want to stay up to date with us on new episodes and behind the scenes content and uh, everything in the world of Newsable, you can follow us on social media. Just search up Newsable NZ on Insta or TikTok. And if you enjoyed this episode, give us a follow on your favourite podcast player, leave us a rating and review, and we'll see you every morning in your little... Was this episode of Newsable usable? Then back NZ News by making a financial contribution at stuff.co.nz slash support. Hey, Chris. Yes. Do you want another very broad question? I've got a very broad question today. Go on, then. What do you know about sports? Up the wires, go the Black Caps, and don't forget Premier League football. Oh, you do love a bit of Premier League footage, do. don't you? What team is it that you support again? Oh, the current champions, Manchester City. I think they're pronounced Arsenal. It's pronounced Arsenal. Uh, but you know what's good about football? Yeah, what? They don't regulate soccer. I'm sorry? There's a sport that regulates sock height? Indeed there is, and it's cycling. That's very strange. Why on earth do they regulate it? Well, I know, but if you want to find out, you'll have to listen to the Big Stuff Quiz, wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) Oh, that's a cliffhanger indeed. The Big Stuff Quiz is brought to you by Melbourne Every Bit Different.